Well, what weather for St. Patrick's Day? It's a day to cheer, wear green, be merry. There is more to this day, though, than the festivities. Irish people came to the city during a time of hardship. And you can learn more about the city's, the Irish roots here in the city and the Irish history of Montreal. You can take it all in this weekend during a walking tour. And our next guest is organizing it. Donovan King, an Irish Montrealer and behind the Irish Montreal Experiences. Uh, that's a tour company here in the city that offers Irish-themed walking tours. And to tell us more about Saturday's walk, Donovan joins us on the line. Donovan, happy St. Patrick's Day. A very happy St. Patrick's Day to you as well, Sabrina. A memorable one. Look at this weather we're getting for the for the first Incredible. one as we're as these measures are easing. It just feels good. I think some terraces are already open and, and, and people are excited to to take it all in. Absolutely. Yeah, how are you spending St. Patrick's Day? I'm actually teaching a class tonight, and so, uh, you know, we'll have a little festivity before an exam, and so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah, festive, so. Donovan, uh, an exam on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tell me more about this walking tour. It, it's on Saturday. Now, the title here, The Irish Famine in Montreal. Uh, let's get into that, because St. Patrick's Day, you know, everyone's ready to celebrate, but, but there are hard times here in, in the history. Yeah, very, very hard times. I mean, uh, essentially in 1847, Montreal was uh, overwhelmed with 75,000 Irish refugees. Uh, and that was for a city of only 50,000 citizens. So that would be like getting 6 million refugees if it were today. And many of them were stricken with a disease called ship's fever or typhus, which was very contagious. And so, uh, you know, a lot of people were terrified of these refugees. Uh, you know, a lot of people didn't want them landing here. But luckily, the mayor, uh, John Easton Mills, uh, sprang into action along with various uh, religious orders to help support the refugees. And so it was a very difficult summer. Uh, a lot of people, you know, were collapsing uh, on the wharves as what were called coffin ships arrived. These were not ships intended for human cargo. These were lumber ships. And so essentially what had happened in Ireland was they got colonized, pushed off the land, uh, and had to give all of their crops uh, to the landowners. And so they basically subsided on potatoes, which was, uh, you know, nutritious and could grow in the rockier soils. But when a potato blight struck, uh, you know, the people started starving to death. And instead of uh, helping them, uh, the British actually exported food uh, to the UK and then allowed these people to die en masse. They actually evicted them from their lands. And so a million people died on Ireland's shores, and then another million were scattered uh, to the four corners of the planet, including here in Montreal. And, and you mentioned uh, also the the boat ride and the, those ships that were meant for lumber. Didn't many children who who arrived here were orphaned because their their parents didn't make it on the trip, and and weren't many of those children adopted by by families here? That's correct, and that's why Quebec uh, Quebecers actually have forty percent Irish roots because a lot of francophone families would adopt these orphans because they were Catholic, of course, and they even let them keep their last names, and that's why we have a lot of Irish. Uh, family names here in Quebec, even among francophones. This walking tour that you you organize, uh, th it's set for Saturday. Can you tell me a little bit about the places you visit in the neighborhood? Uh, I figure since the people first came by ship, that it was they docked in Old Montreal, right by what's now Griffintown. 
Well, we start in the old port, and that's where the coffin ships, uh, well, the coffin ships essentially transferred people onto steamers at Quebec City. And so it was the steamers that arrived in the old port. And so we start the tour there at Pointe Calier Museum. And then we visit uh, many of the landmarks associated with the site, uh, sort of with the famine, so things like the Grey Nuns' mother house who came to their aid. Uh, we visit Griffintown, the site of the old St. Anne's Church. We visit... Uh, two uh, mass burial graves, uh, one of which is very much unknown. It's near the Wellington Basin on the Lachine Canal. And then we also visit the Black Rock, where we have over 6,000 uh, Irish uh, people buried there, 6,000 refugees. And if you've ever been to the Black Rock, you'll know that it's very much a... Um, sort of desecrated place. It's surrounded by highways, railroad tracks, etc. And what's interesting is that when the workers built the Victoria Bridge, uh, they, dis they discovered, um, or I guess they rediscovered, this mass burial grave. And so the workers insisted, uh, for fear of being cursed, uh, to put a large boulder on the site uh, to prevent desecration of the remains of the ancestors. But unfortunately, over the years, of course, it has been desecrated again and again and again. And the most recent one, as you may have heard, was the REM electric train system actually... Um, drove what's called a chiasson, which is a large metal tube through the heart of the cemetery, essentially like breaking apart the dead bodies. And then they dug up the interior of that um, tube and filled it with concrete for a pylon. Uh, and so that's the most recent desecration. So I cover all of this, all of the history uh, as well. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate because the reason I created this tour in the first place was because I was approached by a group called the Irish Monument Park Foundation to uh, join their board of directors. And so I created the tour for them. I wrote a big history paper for them to help propel a project forward um, to try to create a sort of Irish park on the site. And, uh, you know, eventually I got into an argument with one of the other directors, a man named Fergus Keyes, because he was supporting things like um, petitions um, to protect the John A. Macdonald statue. And I'm a, very much a truth and reconciliation activist. And so we got into this argument about this. And eventually he actually blocked me, scrubbed my history paper from the site, scrubbed me from the board of directors. And then they actually just censored the tour on their Facebook page, which I'm blocked from. And so it's, it's kind of the first censored tour I've ever done. So, you know, it's got to be good. Well, Donovan, we, you know, we, we have heard uh, from the Irish community very vocal as projects were going on. I remember that that park that you are mentioning and also um, pushes to, to give certain names to, to stations as well. It's a very yeah. active community here in Montreal as well. I'm curious to know what is it like for you as a member of the Irish community to walk around the city, give these tours, point to these intersections and monuments and, and share the, these stories and this history with, with people? I'll be honest, it's very difficult because, uh, you know, a lot of the Irish heritage in Montreal is still being destroyed, and it has been this, uh, being destroyed, you know, for well over a century. And so, you know, we've got sites like the Mary Gallagher Corner on uh, William and Murray Street, where traditionally we've told the story of our most famous ghost, uh, every seven years when she said to return. So that was just purchased by the uh, ATS, the École Technologie Supérieure. And so I've been begging them to preserve the corner. So 
we can use it. You know, and I'm getting really no response, and I have no idea if, uh, you know, next time we want to do that, there's going to be the corner or it's just going to be some soulless office type of school building on the site, you know. And so there's many, many sites like that uh, in Montreal, and, you know, many of these sites end up getting destroyed. Another one was uh, a park right beside St. Patrick's Basilica that was also bought by a school, and that was, um, you know, the old... uh, place where they would bring in the orphans, actually. The uh, the priest at the time refused to take it as his presbytery and said, no, it's an orphanage. And so, uh, you know, that site's gone. And, uh, you know, <laughs> there's just so many of them. It's it's really terrible to, uh, to have to explain all of this and at the same time trying to lobby the officials to protect as much of the heritage as possible. And so that's... Uh, you know, a very tricky thing to do. Get, getting a text message here, um, Donovan, someone wants to know, is this uh, walk happening on Saturday, rain or shine? Because I, I did mention the forecast. It looks like it's going to be a rainy one. It's still taking place? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I also run a company called Haunted Montreal, and so that's always what we do, no matter what the weather, unless it's actually dangerous. For example, lightning storms or things. We do it rain or shine, and often rainy weather adds to the mood, and it would certainly be good for a tour like this if it was raining. All right. Well, we will leave it there. Have a good tour, Donovan King, and uh, you you bring up many issues to uh, talk about and, and discover here. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure, and once again, a very happy St. Paddy's to you and the listeners out there today. Happy St. Paddy's to you, and maybe luck of the Irish, all your students will get an A on their exam tonight. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Donovan King, a Irish Montrealer and behind Irish Montreal Experiences, it's a tour company here in Montreal that offers Irish-themed walking tours, and that uh, walking tour is called the Irish Famine in Montreal walking tour. And uh, just a note there, uh, Donovan did mention the uh, Irish Monument Park Foundation. We have not uh, reached out with them or checked with them. So uh, more to come if uh, any comments are made there.